From MPB Think Radio, it's Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Sherita Brent here with Mary Margaret Miller of Visit Mississippi and Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Today we'll celebrate 10 years of the Mississippi Blues Trail with Highway 61 host Scott Beretta. We'll also learn about the Polar Express leaving for Batesville and a fun holiday party happening in downtown Gulfport. We'll let you know about the new coffee shop opening on the coast, plus fill you in on the happenings of the Mid-South Ice House. As always, you can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area. Also, where do you get your hot chocolate and coffee to stay warm around Mississippi? The number is 877-MPB-RING to join the conversation. That's 877-672-7464 or email nextstop at mpbonline.org. You can also follow the conversation on Twitter by searching the hashtag NextStopMS. It's Next Stop Mississippi, and it's coming up after the news on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller and Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. And today we're we're going to celebrate 10 years of the Mississippi Blues Trail with Highway 61 host Scott Beretta. We'll also learn about the Polar Express leaving from Batesville and a fun holiday party happening in downtown Gulfport. We'll let you know about the new coffee shop opening on the coast. Plus, fill you in on the happenings at the Mid-South Ice House, which is a really cool spot. As always, you can give us a call and tell us about any local events going on in your area. Also, we'd like to know where do you get your hot chocolate and coffee to stay warm in, in Mississippi? I don't get either of those. I just kind of do tea. I don't like hot chocolate or coffee, so I'm in the minority here, I guess. Uh, the number is 877-MPB-RING if you want to join the conversation. That's 877-672-7464 or email nextstop at mpbonline.org. If you're on Twitter, search the hashtag nextstopms to join or start the conversation. Good morning, Mayor Margaret and Kamel. How are you guys today? Cold? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's in the 20s or 30s or something ridiculous. I know. My feet are still kind of defrosting <clears throat> as we uh, settle into the studio. Right, right. So where do you guys like to go to, in Mississippi to get hot chocolate or coffee? Well, I am a, an avid coffee drinker, and I'm actually headed to Natchez tomorrow for a little holiday celebration. And one of my favorite places uh, to get coffee is in Natchez. It's oh. a great little spot called Steampunk Coffee. And in, in a renovated house, they've got great baristas there. It's like a really nice atmosphere, very relaxing. And so, uh, and they also just really know how to serve up uh, some great espresso and other coffee, fancy coffee drinks. I'm not too big on the flavored coffees, but, you know, just give it to me straight. Right. Iced coffee, do you like it? I do. Okay. But cool. not right now. We got to right. no, not a good idea. Warm from the inside. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Camille? Well, I'm just like you. I'm not a real coffee or um, hot chocolate drinker. See? But I mean, you know, on the low, I like a little Frappuccino iced coffee. Oh, here okay, yeah, okay. You know, I'm kind of hardcore, so I don't want to, you know, soften <laughs> my approach. Right. Yeah. Whipped cream. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Like your extra whipped cream, man. <laughs> I, I like eggnog this time of year, but I guess as far as keeping you warm, I do gumbo uh, quite often. I mean, that's not a beverage, but I do do gumbo to warm up. And I love tea. I love 
tea, any kind, but usually like some kind of fruit tea, like peach tea or well, just something I can load up with honey. Absolutely. And, you know, I bet what you would enjoy this time of year is good hot apple cider. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a great holiday treat with a little cinnamon stick on the side. And, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. speaking of gumbo, Sharita, I, I have to, I'm so excited to share with you guys what I did last night. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I was invited to join um, a very illustrious group of, of judges to um, participate in the Louise Christmas Parade, Louise, Mississippi, and Humphreys County. And y'all, it was spectacular. Wow. It, I was so um, excited to be there and be alongside uh, my new friend, Daryl Richards, who's with the South Delta Planning District, and my old buddy, Frank Howell, with the Delta Council, and judge the parade, which really was a great showing. A lot of people came out from uh, surrounding communities there to tiny downtown Louise. They mm-hmm. had three marching bands, about 10 floats, oh, horses, wow. fire trucks. Y'all, it was spectacular. And to top it all off, there were fireworks at the end of the night oh. and mm. gumbo. Oh, yes. So there you go. There's Perfect my ending. That's where the gumbo fits in. <laughs> um, but y'all, it really was such a special night. And um, those kids in, in the three bands, I think, uh, let me see. We had uh, the... Yazoo County Band, the Yazoo City High School Band, and also um, uh, one more marching band that I'm missing. Oh, South Delta Band nice. um, all joined. And y'all, those kids were out there in their uniforms, in yeah. their dancing costumes. Bless them, freezing to death, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, when you're when you're 12, you don't get cold, you right. know. But uh, it was really just a great night. So uh, the Yazoo ROTC was there. They had a great showing, doing a good job, Sharita. You would have mm-hmm. been very proud of, of their uh, group. Yeah, and I know you're excited because you have brought your plaque in <laughs> with, with Santa on the plaque. Y'all, I am overly proud of the plaque that um, Mayor Ruffin Smith, who pulled all of this great, um, great community action together, uh, Honored me with my very first plaque. Nice. Eight years in public service, my very first plaque. That's a shame. Oh, great. It really and it is. has Santa Claus's face engraved on it. It is the most that beautiful awesome. thing. I can't decide if I'm going to hang it at home or in my office because I just want to be around it all the time. <laughs> but this, put great. it in your car, like on your dashboard. So. <laughs> right. There on my keychain. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the 21st <laughs> annual Christmas parade in Louise. And on our way, we stopped in Yazoo City to see the Christmas lights on Main Street. And and this is this is what I what the point I want to make about this is I left Jackson, went to the Christmas parade, saw some of the best Christmas lights I've seen in my life in Yazoo City, uh, did all these things, made a lot of new friends, and I was at home and in bed by ten. Oh, so the, you know that's just a little uh, note to consider as the holidays come around. You know, mm-hmm. get out of your comfort zone, stay up a little late, eat a few extra calories because right. that's what you're going to take back and remember. Yeah, nobody's yeah. working out uh, this this time of year anyway. It's too cold to go to the gym or walk outside or anything. So exactly. Just live it up. Well, you're right about the JROTC and the, the band members uh, in the cold. I remember those days of being the Army band. And, you know, as a drummer, we had to play the entire time. So the other horn players could, you know, maybe put their, their hands in their pocket or, you know, their mouths would get cold too. But my hands, had, they were freezing and I would wow. have to play the entire time. I mean, sometimes it was just numb and it was just muscle, you know, memory that I was playing on. So, I mean, it is a challenge for those kids to be in those parades during this time of the year and, and play efficiently in the weather. So that's oh, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. And and again, I was just really impressed with all of the <laughs> bands that participated. And, you know,
know, I know that, um, you know, that's a big deal. That's why mm-hmm. you're in the band, right, is to get out, perform, yeah. do parades, and uh, uh, everyone really uh, showed their best last night. Yeah, well, I was in Hattiesburg last night at the Thirsty Hippo doing some comedy. Uh, it was a kind of like an HIV awareness comedy show. So the name of the show is Condoms and Comedy. That's the name of the series, which is interesting in and of itself. Uh, <laughs> so people know what they're getting into. <laughs> yeah, so they came kind of looking at me like, what are you going to do, uh, Miss Condoms and Comedy? And it was a great experience at the Thirsty Hippo in Hattiesburg. Really cool spot. There are two big uh, rooms at the Thirsty Hippo. It's a place where they have live music often. Some really good artists come through there. They have another comedy show there tonight. So mm-hmm. uh, my last night consisted of uh, comedy and great laughs with folks. And they had some good chili at the Thirsty Hippo, too. So if you're in the Hattiesburg area, be sure, be sure to uh, check it out. And I met the owner. I think his name was Mark. And Mark was really cool and accessible. I love it when the owners are just all up in the place and in your face yeah. talking, you know, making sure you're having a great experience. So that was great. Yeah, the, the folks behind the Thirsty Hippo are doing great things in their space right there in, in Hattiesburg. But they've also started a great downtown concert series um, mm-hmm. in conjunction with, I believe, the Main Street program there. And, you know, it, it takes folks literally on Main Street and, you know, that hang a shingle to really uh, make things happen. And mm-hmm. we've got a lot of good people around the state doing this work day yeah. in and day out. I thought it was interesting that you said you saw Christmas lights uh, because it seems to me that people are not decorating for Christmas like they usually do. I don't know. It seems like as the years have passed, I've seen fewer and fewer lights hanging off buildings. So now when you see lights, it's like, oh, lights, you know. So I thought, I thought that was interesting. The pictures you showed me were really impressive. Yeah, you know, it's I, I've been to Yazoo City a, many a time, but something about seeing those Christmas lights on the buildings really helps you recognize the architecture in a mm. way that you might not notice every day. So there's a, a, a Regions Bank on the corner right there in downtown um, Yazoo City, and it is just the coolest modern building. Mm. Um, and I've just never noticed it, you know. Yeah. So anyway, another good thing about Christmas lights and and a lot of folks probably know this, but at the end of Main Street in downtown Yazoo City, there is a larger than life, probably 50 foot tall Santa Claus. Oh, wow. And someone should call in and tell me the story behind it. But I think it's been around for, you know, 40, 50 years, but really, really charming and just I mean, huge. Yeah. Well, before we uh, go to Scott Beretta, who's going to talk with us about the 10th anniversary of the Blues Trail, I wanted to mention there's going to be some free concerts in Natchez. Uh, The master conductor is Colonel Bruce Gilks. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, So tonight at the Natchez Convention Center, they're going to have the University of Mississippi Wind Ensemble and Jazz Band. Uh, Tomorrow, they're going to have the grand finale concert. So just a a couple free concerts and great music in Natchez if you are in the area. Uh, So speaking of music, we're going to invite on the show... Mr. Scott Beretta, I'm sure you have heard that name if you listen to MPB at all. Uh, the host of Highway uh, 61, who's going to be talking with us about the anniversary, 10th anniversary of the Blues Trail. Good morning, Scott. Thank you for joining us today. He's on the right Talk side, Sam. Gumbo. Hello. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm here. I'm here. Excellent. Uh, what did you say about Gumbo? I heard you. Oh, I thought you were going to talk to me about gumbo. I'm going to find some andouille when I'm down in Jackson on Monday. Okay. Do you make gumbo? I do. Hmm. Well, why are you not here to uh, provide us a sample? (laughs) Well, I'm I'm grading exams. That's what I'm doing today. Our grades at Ole Miss are due on Monday. So I've got to – that's going to be my uh, end of the school celebration. Monday night at Howland Mouse, we're celebrating 10 years of the Blues Trail. Yeah, and that's exactly what we want to talk with you about today. So tell us a little bit about your involvement in uh, preparing this celebration. 
well, I guess my involvement in preparing the celebration has been writing and researching the blues trail markers uh, over the years. I think Mary Margaret is probably more involved with the, the uh, celebration itself. But, um, you know, when, when it's been a wonderful project that I've been involved with since the beginning, uh, since, uh, I guess, early in 2006 or mid-2006. You know, we started uh, working on the first blues trail markers. We got a grant from the... Uh, National Endowment, uh, the National Endowment for the Arts, for I think the first nine markers were in five adjacent counties in the Delta, and we put up three on, I think, December 9th, 2006. Um, uh, Governor Barber was there. There was a bunch of European journalists, and uh, we put up the first marker in Holly Ridge at the grave of uh, Delta Blues pioneer Charlie Patton, then headed over to Nelson Street, and then over to uh, Greenwood. We put up a marker for uh, WGRM, where B.B. King used to sing over the radio with his gospel group back in the 40s. And since then, it's been 194. I certainly am not going to have time today to summarize what we've done <laughs> or go into detail about it. Well, that's right, Scott. And, you know, a big part of, of what the marker unveilings are all about is celebrating musicians and making sure that we invite the artists, their families, um, people who were you know, involved in the blue scene still are. And, you know, I think that's a lot of um, of what we're going to be doing on Monday is celebrating our artists, celebrating the ongoing great music community here in Mississippi. Yeah, no, I mean, that's been really, uh, you know, we go back, I mentioned the first, first marker we put up was for Charlie Patton, who died in 1934. So he unfortunately couldn't make it to that ceremony, but over the years, it's one of the great things uh, about the Blues Trail is that we've been able to feature so many living artists. Um, uh, think of some, some of the ones who have passed now, uh, Hubert Sumlin, uh, Pinetop Perkins. Uh, uh, there's so many artists we've been able to, Otis Clay, uh, and also many who are still with us uh, that we were able to go to the ceremonies, such as uh, Cassandra Wilson. We, when we celebrated 100, she was, she was there. Uh, uh, it, boy, the list is just so long, and that's been really the most special thing to see these artists getting recognized officially by the state. You know, when the conditions that they uh, endured when they were growing up were <laughs> very different. You know, they weren't getting honors. Let's just say that. Yeah, that's, Bobby so, Rush so is uh, is one of the ones who's still with us, and I believe he just got uh, nominated for a Grammy, which is absolutely amazing. Second, second year in a row, and uh, Bastard Jackson, um, who. Uh, also got nominated for a Grammy. You know, he's honored down in uh, on Summit Street in Macomb, uh, his his neighborhood there. He's he's prominently featured on that marker, and uh, you know that it's it's been a wonderful uh, you know for the artist to be celebrated and also to use it for publicity purposes. You see that now a lot that artists will will note that they're celebrated on a Mississippi Blues Trail marker, um, and uh, Bobby is of course having just a wonderful year, and it's nice to. See, drive through uh, towards Jackson State and see uh, Bobby's marker there on the side of the road. So I hope Bobby will be there on Monday. I haven't talked to him. If he shows up, he's going to show out. You, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> well, and and I'll turn I'll turn things over to Kamel King, who has truly been making personal phone calls to so many of our great artists oh, around great. the state, inviting them to come out. I, I ran into the great key player uh, Jamie Eisenhood last night and said, "Jamie, you got to come over. It's going to be a gathering of many." So, Kamel, tell us a little bit about what we can expect to get into on Monday. Yes, indeed, we are so excited about the ten uh, year anniversary 
Blues Trail Party at Howlin' Miles on Monday at 7 p.m. It's going to be in conjunction with uh, Central Mississippi Blues Society, Blue Monday. Uh, so Peggy Brown and Howlin' Miles, everybody's working in conjunction with the state of Mississippi and the Blues Trail. But, I mean, it's just so exciting. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are going to be so many artists there. Uh, all of the CVBs throughout the state have been blasting it out. We've been blasting it on social media. Press releases are out. We expect some press coverage. It's going to be a lot of food, a lot of drinks, a lot of fellowship. And just to have that much talent and history uh, in one room celebrating 10 years and nearly 200 markers is just going to be amazing. Uh, so I invite everybody to come out and see that. You'll never see that much talent in one room, all fellowship, and at one time. I don't know when when the next time that'll happen. <laughs> right. I think it's going to be like a family reunion for the Blues. Probably yeah. so. And it's really good, I think, that you're having it at Hallow Mouse, which is just a, a haven for all kinds of artists, especially local artists, uh, artists who want to display their original music. Blue Monday, I don't know how long that's been going on right. uh, with the with the Blue Society, but I mean, every Monday you have a band in there, you know, playing and perfecting their craft or just entertaining whoever wants to come on that weekday. So I think Hall and Miles is a, an absolutely appropriate place to have the celebration. Well, and hats off to Kamel and the folks over there at Hall and Miles who um, kind of made a, a game time call to say, you know, we usually do Blue Monday in the restaurant. Yeah. We have a great kind of intimate thing going on, but for this, we're moving into the big room. But yes, fear indeed. not, there will be tables and chairs so you can get comfortable, sit yep. and stay a while. Um, and as Camille mentioned, we're going to have some special food. Um, and I, I'm especially excited about this beautiful cake. Oh um, my God. Yes, indeed. Got a huge cake coming with, uh, well, we'll just let you see what it looks like when right. we get there. But it's, it's going to be a huge big cake that's going to feed everybody. And uh, once again, and just thank you to Howlin' Miles and uh, Peggy and Malcolm and just all of the blues artists that are going to come out. It's going to be a, a wonderful affair and celebration of the 10 years of the blues trail. Well, now that you say cake, let me make sure my schedule is clear on Monday. <laughs> uh, Scott, I wanted you to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you, you as you said, you do a lot of research and you work with so many historians and other researchers to uh, make sure these markers are the way they're supposed to be. Could you talk about some of the venues that are honored on the markers? We've talked about the artists, but uh, what about some of the venues that get uh, some recognition along the Blues Trail? Uh, well, we've got the, the Blue Front Cafe in Bentonia, which maybe Mary Margaret drove past yesterday. I'm not sure you want to that way. Uh, but uh, anyways, the uh, Jimmy Duck Holmes uh, has been running that uh, since the early 70s. His parents found it in the late 40s. Um, up in Clarksdale, there's a marker in front of Red's for Big Jack Johnson. Big Jack Johnson was the uh, the, the featured artist at Red's for for many for many years. Uh, we got one at uh, Po Monkey's Lounge. Uh, fortunately, we were able to put that one up before his uh, uh, not several years ago. He died earlier this year, and that place is now um, you know it's not really certain what's going to happen with it. But uh, um, gosh, what else do we have? I mean, down at the uh, Dorothy Moore is honored down on Ferris Street in front of the Alamo Theater, where I've been fortunate to see her perform a number of times. And, you know, we also have a number uh, that are in front of uh, or where venues were located in the past, such as the uh, Club Desire in Canton or the Harlem Inn in Winstonville, you know, clubs, which, you know, a lot of the things that we write about on the trail are not things that modern people know much about. So, so part of what we do is educate people about the, the history in their areas or educate, you know, 
and, and, and in a sense rewrite Mississippi history. But um, uh, oh, the, the Queen of Hearts in Jackson, I have to mention that. I was just there recently for Dorothy Moore's 70th uh, birthday party, and uh, Shelley B has been running that place since around 1970 and still has uh, live music there on the weekends over on Martin Luther King. Um, uh, I'm probably forgetting something. Oh, the 100 Man Hall down in um, Bay St. Louis is another place which was renovated. Uh, it was a venue going back to the early 20th century, and uh, it was renovated after Katrina, and now I think still serves as a concert venue. I don't keep up with what's going on down the coast so much. Uh, but, you know, it's been a real pleasure to, you know, as a historian to to write up the historic venues, but also uh, to, to, you know, I know a lot of the venue owners and to, to see the pride they have and seeing their uh, life's work recognized, you know, and, and it serves to attract people to the venues as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And Scott, before we let you go, we can't let you go without mentioning Highway 61. Uh, could you talk a little bit about anything special that's coming up with Highway 61? Well, uh, I think we've got a Christmas show again this week. We ran uh, a Christmas soul show early uh, last week. Uh, we've got a Christmas blues show. There's a lot of Christmas songs, one of my favorite shows to put together. Uh, and then in the new year, we're uh, starting to put together some new shows, uh, incorporating some uh, it's more documentary material. You know, we produced at the Center for the Study of Southern Culture up at um, the University of Mississippi, and they have a new documentary studies program, and we're going to try to integrate uh, Highway 61 into that more. I mean, it's more or less now I, I do all the shows myself, all the, all the research and putting them together, and I wouldn't mind a little help. <laughs> <laughs> take, take some time. Well, you're doing a, a great job, Scott. You. Well, thank you very much. And that's an understatement. Uh, so thank you so much for taking a little time to speak with us today, and uh, I hope the, uh, the the celebration is a is a huge success. And remind us once again, uh, Camille, what's the, the time and day of the celebration? December 12th, Monday, December 12th, next Monday coming up, Howlin' Miles, 7 p.m., if you're not there, you're going to really miss out. <laughs> All right, Scott, thank you so much for being on today. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we are going to have a conductor join us. That's right, a real conductor. We're going to be talking about the Polar Express train ride, and we'll talk about that after the break. If you want to join the conversation, you can at 877-MPB-RING. Let us know where you like to get your hot chocolate or coffee from to stay warm around Mississippi. 877-672-7464 or email nextstop at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment. As you watch a presidential transition, NPR News will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, new policies, and all the day's news. Listen every day. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Next 
Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller and Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. And uh, now we're going to learn about something that's really cool, the Polar Express train ride. And we have Conductor Neal on the line who's going to speak with us about this uh, event. Good morning, Conductor Neal. How are you? Conductor Neal, are you there? He's on the right side. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, yes, we can hear you just fine. Uh, Unless you're on the train, then the signal might be a little shaky. That would explain things. Uh, (laughs) So tell us, I'm I'm curious to know uh, how you became a conductor. You know, like what was the process of becoming a a train conductor? Well, as you can just about guess, it runs in the family. Wow. And uh, so we, we go all the way back to my great grandfather. And he put in 50 years working for the railroad. Then my dad came along and put in 40. Excuse me, my grandfather came along and he put in 50 years. My dad put in 44 years, and I'm going on my 35th year. So, oh wow! Uh, kind of comes through, goes through that that process. And but what I'm you know connected with right now, of course, is the Polar Express. Now, I was on the internet, and I, I found this, and uh, it, I really want to go to it. it. It seems really cool. You have uh, dancing chefs, and Santa Claus is on, the, on the, uh, the, the ride as well. But tell us about this whole idea of the Polar Express train ride. Is this, like a, is a, is this a seasonal event? Does this only happen during the holidays? It does. It's based on the book called The Polar Express and, of course, of the movie. And uh, our event started like a week before Thanksgiving, and it's done throughout the United States. I think there's 47, 48 cities doing it this year. Our particular company, which is Iowa Pacific, we do eight different ones, including six of them here and two over in England. But it takes the book, and we bring the book to life, I guess you would say, because there are singing chefs, dancing chefs, hot cocoa, or as they say in the movie, hot chocolate, and cookies. It's really a festive family event. Well, and this is not the first year we've had the Polar Express in Mississippi, but I do believe you are the only stop for the Polar Express in the state. It is. Isn't that amazing when you think about it, uh, the entire state? And I don't think there's even one very close to us that I know of. And Batesville is such a beautiful little community. It is literally like stepping back in time. It's it's a neat town. Uh, the town still has the old town square, and that's where we board our people on down there and the stores are still open. It, it's really, really quite unique. Well, I know that um, the Polar Express has been great for tourism and travel to Batesville and, and the region um, of North Mississippi right there uh, off of I-55. But uh, there's a lot of special um, aspects of the Polar Express ride. It's become a, a family tradition for people with small children all the way to, to, to kids at heart. Um, but what? tell our listeners a little bit about what you encourage folks to do to get ready for their Polar Express adventure. Well, of course, most people have seen the movie or or read the book, but when you come, be sure to wear your jammies. <laughs> and it's so cool to see mom and dad and all the kids getting on the train in their pajamas, ready to take a journey to the North Pole, obviously by train. And um, how long is is the train ride to the North Pole? That's got to take a little while. Well, you know, we, we have a magical train. <laughs> so it takes about an hour to an hour and ten minutes. You'll board the train, and you immediately head to the North Pole. And while you're heading out there, the music from the movie is playing in the background, and the chefs are singing and dancing, and and they bring you hot chocolate and cookies. And when we get to the North Pole, of course, uh, Santa himself gets on the train with his elves and comes through, and he has a very 
special gift for all of the kids. Oh, so you don't get off the train at the North Pole? Nope, you stay on the train at the North Pole, yep. Oh, okay. Wow. That's <laughs> you, excellent. Yeah, it is. It sounds fun. So, I'm saying, when you look at the uh, the pictures on the Internet, you see children smiling, you see parents smiling, so it seems like uh, it's something for all ages. Now, uh, talk about Santa's role while uh, on the ride. What What is Santa doing exactly? Well, Santa gets on at the North Pole and rides with us back to Batesville, and while he's on the train, he's got two or three elves with him, and he walks through every single car, stops for every little child, gets down on his knees, takes a picture with them or holds them. And, of course, he has a bell from the reindeer, and each child gets one of those bells. And if you can hear the bell, if you know the story, you still believe. And it's just, it's really cool. As you said, you look at the pictures, that tells it all for me. And and when I'm the conductor on the train, watching the smiles on the little kids, uh, that's what it's all about. It's all about the kids. Uh, Conductor Neil, this is so sweet. I mean, I think we're all feeling uh, cheery, just just learning more about the Polar Express. But, you know, again, a really popular event, uh, the only one really in the region available. So uh, can we still join the fun? Is, have we missed our opportunity for the season? No, you know, you have not missed it. I would su- strongly suggest uh, getting tickets right away. The train runs through the 23rd of December. Uh, pretty much every day except for December 12th and 13th. So it's it's straight through right now except for those two dates. And I know a lot of the trains, the trains will back up yeah, being full. In other words, they're starting at the 23rd and they're starting to get full all along the way. But there's still seats available for afternoon trains because they run two in the afternoon and they run two in the evening. And uh, But like I said, get get on the phone right away or do it online, buy those tickets. They range anywhere from $25 up to $85, and that depends upon what day of the week you go on, uh, what time of the day, and where you want to sit, because our cars, are the, the train itself is so incredible. These are all vintage cars from the 40s and 50s, and all brought back to life. They're all decorated on the inside. I, I know I sound excited about it, but you know what? When I get on there, I am excited. It's pretty cool. Sounds good. Well, uh, before you leave, I can't let you leave since you're a conductor without saying all aboard. Like, I just want to hear how you sound <laughs> when you say it. All right. Get ready. I hope that sound guy's ready because I, I kind of boom it out there, you know. But <laughs> that's what it's all about. First off, thank you guys very much. All aboard. Oh, that sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> Excellent. Conductor Neil, thank you for being on today. We appreciate it. And I hope you have a safe trip to the North Pole and back. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, uh, we'll learn about this Christmas event at Fishbone Alley and the opening of Coast Roast Coffee. Also, we'll learn about Mid-South Ice House in South Haven still to come, and we may have a little trivia as well. If you want to join the conversation, you can do so by calling 877-MPB-RING. If you want to let us know where you get your hot chocolate from or coffee to stay warm or what events you're doing in this cold weather in Mississippi, 877-672-7464. We'll be back in just a moment. As you consider where the country should go next, NPR will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, policy changes, and all of the day's news. So listen every day. 
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined in studio today by Mary Margaret Miller and Camille King of Visit Mississippi. And we're talking about some things that you can do in the cold and just uh, some ways to keep yourselves entertained. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any comments or questions. Maybe you want to let us know some of the activities you're during, doing during this cold weather, uh, where you get your hot chocolate from or other warm beverages or food in the state, 877 672 7464 is the number to join the conversation. That's 877-MPB-RING or email nextstop at mpbonline.org. All right, we're joined on the phones now by Chris. Chris, I do not want to mispronounce your last name, so please help me out. Chris, are you there? I'm here. Good morning. Hey, how do you pronounce your last name? My last name is Vines. Vines, okay, like thank you. Like I heard you. it to the grapevines. <laughs> okay, that makes <laughs> no sense. Well, thanks so much for being on, uh, Chris. Now, tell us, uh, are, are, how are you involved with the Fishbone Alley? Well, I can tell you a quick background. What we had was a utility alley behind a set of restaurants, seven or eight restaurants, and we had the vision one day, just through meetings, had the opportunity to look at it and say, you know what, we can do something with that. And what has become, uh, once, like I said, was kind of a grease trap, just kind of a scary Batman comic book looking alley, has now turned into an art funk zone. We've invited all local artists in the community to get involved, and it's a never evolving project. Well, that sounds really cool. And, and it looks great. Uh, Kamel and I were just in Gulfport last week, and we took a stroll down Fishbone Alley. I've yeah. got a beautiful picture of Kamel among this uh, oh. artwork. And, and a lot of different artists have participated, so you've got just kind of a different vibe on each back door and yeah. on each little dumpster or, or you know bl- what was once a blank wall. And uh, so it's just a great spot. And, and, Chris, it sounds like now that you've kind of, you know, funk- funkified things, you're starting <laughs> to have some functions there as well. That's absolutely true. We did an open call to artists, and we had everyone from a 17-year-old 17, 17 high school student to a line cook at Waffle House. And the beautiful thing about Fishbone Alley is it will never be complete. There's always going to be art in progress. So we invite people. We want them to come see Fishbone Alley, and then we want them to come back and see what's happened since they were last there. Um, like you said, we have had a lot of great activities. Just now, this morning, we've had the Navy Band Southeast out of Jacksonville, Florida, playing Christmas carols uh, down in the alley. And they're, they're currently playing right now. It's a first stop. They play tonight at the Gulfport TV base, and then over to Meridian tomorrow, and then the Temple Theater also in Meridian uh, on their tour. So it's just a great spot. It's really turned into a meeting place. Well, and you've got some carols happening later tonight as well. Absolutely. We have got the biggest party uh, of the year for us here in Gulfport. We decided we're going to show National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on a pop-up screen uh, along with Cinema by the Shore in Fishbone Alley. And what we'll do is have a tacky sweater contest, Everybody's invited. It's just going to be fun for all. Well, that sounds great. So uh, how should people get prepared to participate? Do they need to dress a certain way? Do they, do they need to bring something or what? Well, the fun thing is it starts at 6 o'clock, and we're going to have off-key caroling throughout the restaurants throughout downtown. The movie will start at 8. We encourage everybody to bring a blanket, bring a sweater, bring a chair, make an evening of it. And what we're hoping they'll do is come enjoy the movie, bounce around, get food and drink. All the restaurants and the community has got behind us. So it's really turned into a, a citywide project, and it's all coming back to Fishbone Alley. 
And that's right. You've got, uh, of course, uh, uh, the Griswold National Lampoon Family Christmas Vacation screening in Fishbone Alley. But you're going to have um, lots of live music in in the venues right there uh, connected to the alley. Lisa Mills, who we've had on this show, is going to be playing at Murky Waters at 8. And uh, John Brinson Trio at 13th Street Bistro. So lots of uh, lots of fun, lots of ways to Come in and hang out. Um, but there, there's another spot that we're just learning about that's right around the corner from Fishbone Alley that I believe has a, a special opening this weekend, a, a Gulf, roast, uh, Gulf Coast Roast? Coast Roast. And their first morning to open up in the Gulf location was today. And we're extremely excited they're here. Coast Roast can be found. They do their beanery and roasting in Long Beach, Mississippi, and they supply coffee everywhere. Everywhere from the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis to the St. Rock Market over in New Orleans even further beyond that. But they've done an incredible job with their coffee business, and now this will be their second location on the coast. They have Bank House uh, in Long Beach and now Coast Roast in Gulfport, and we're thrilled. It's going to be something like we've not seen down here before. It's got a drive-through, a bump-and-pay-go system, windows that roll up. They had an artist uh, make a wooden door out of past Christiane. Again, another community project all coming together, uh, piecing this together kind of as one coast. Well, and those are some pretty impressive clients. St. Rock Market is like the place to eat in New Orleans right now. People are losing their minds over this spot. So kudos to those folks for um, having their products there. And and the Coast Roast um, shop just looks great. I mean, I love the architecture of it. The design is is very – Chris, how do you describe it? It is – I would almost say like a new urbanism, putting a new spin. You know, a lot of people, the downtowns are thriving in certain cities, and we wanted to be on that bandwagon. And what we're seeing now is a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people coming back and getting involved, not only Coast Rose, but Pop Brothers, Chandelier Brewing. These are all small businesses that are taking off in downtown Gulfport, and Coast Rose being the newest, it's just a neat spot. It's our first true coffee shop that you go in, and I get the feeling that you want to spend the day there. You know, you got your laptop out. You've ordered coffee, you've gone back, you've gotten a snack, you come back, you're having meetings. It's just a wonderful spot. Um, Chris, are you able to speak on some of the other downtown venues that uh, may have live music this evening or this weekend? Yes, absolutely. All throughout the weekend, Quartz and Cleaver, Murky Waters, they're all getting together. Uh, our Main Street Association, Gulfport Main Street, has done a fantastic job. And what we've done is gotten everybody on the same page and put their information out there. Like I said, we'll start with the caroling. We're going to hop on the back of a fire truck, antique fire truck, and bombard businesses and just run in there and take over. Everywhere from the chimneys all the way back over here to Fishbone Alley and throughout. And because of that, the businesses have all stepped up. They've decorated their front doors. They've got specials. There's going to be all kinds of live entertainment. It's kind of a, a great excuse to get out. And as many of you know and heard of, the Go Cup ordinance that passed the legislature last year was actually something that came through the vaults of Gulfport. And we helped push that to make sure that happened encouraging people to go and check out other places at, while they're out in the evening. Sounds good, Chris. Well, uh, we won't hold you long. We're pretty sure you have some uh, some preparing to do. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to say as far as a website or Facebook or more uh, where people could go for more information? Absolutely. Check us out on City of Gulfport Mayor's Office Facebook. Uh, we've got a lot going on. Fishbone Alley is open for business and geared for a good time. Everyone's invited. Uh, there's no close or end date. The parties will be afterwards. And we hope everybody come down here and see the coast. With that said, We'd like everybody to see the Gulfport Harbor Lights show that's down in the Gulfport Harbor. Uh, that's just really something special for the state of Mississippi also. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on today. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Look forward to seeing you all soon.
All right. And uh, we threw a question out uh, asking folks if you want to join the conversation to let us know where you like to get hot chocolate or coffee, warm beverages or warm foods in the state. You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email nextstop at mpbonline.org. Beverly is on the road with a comment on that very question. Good morning, Beverly. What do you have for us? Hey, I um, just uh, happened to turn your station on, and I noticed that uh, it was a talk station. I'm traveling through your state, so um, where can I get some hot chocolate? Oh, okay. I'm near, I'm near Tupelo. All right, near Tupelo. Uh, Mayor Margaret, you're the connoisseur. Well, Tupelo has some <laughs> wonderful spots, and, and the place I always go uh, when I'm in Tupelo is Kermit's Outlaw Kitchen, which is right on Main Street. That's not necessarily a, a coffee shop, so to speak, but it is a great place for lunch, and I guarantee you that if you walk in in, in Kermit's Outlaw Kitchen or really any of the shops there on Main Street are better better than that, the Tupelo Convention and Visitors Bureau, they're going to be able to point you in the direction of, of the best cup of joe in town. Oh, okay. That 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 sounds good. Um, thank you. That sounds good. All right, Beverly. Uh, we we appreciate you your call, and I uh, hope you you find some good coffee. Thank you for calling in. All right, uh, we need to take a quick break. Uh, oh, and I, I wanted to mention, this was like way back, like two interviews ago, but uh, Scott Beretta was talking about Dorothy Moore uh, having a marker and uh, being present at the Alamo Theater. And I think it's just awesome for Dorothy to be the legend she is, but to always mm-hmm. be present and accessible. She um, is. I've had a couple of events at the Alamo, and Dorothy was serving popcorn. Like, she's wow. serving, like, her star is right outside the Alamo <laughs> on the wow. ground. But she's serving popcorn. She serves on the board, you know. So uh, definitely one one person I think is absolutely deserving. And, and it's just wonderful to be among the living legends. A lot of times you don't even know who you're in the presence of, you know, especially the younger folks. They don't they don't even know who, who they're and in the presence so of. And she's so modest. She would never she say, is. don't you know who I am? I right. mean, she's just such a gracious person, but um, still shares her music and her spirit with with. Anyone she crosses. That's right. Such a privilege. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll learn about the Mid-South Ice House, which is a really cool spot. There's still some time for you to join the conversation at 877-MPB-RING if you want to tell us where you get hot chocolate or coffee, warm beverages, warm foods in the state. 877-672-7464 is the number. We'll be back in just a moment. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Mary Margaret Miller and Camille King of Visit Mississippi. And we've been talking about a variation of things today that you can do in the cold. Uh, but uh, we have a couple calls. Before we learn about the Mid-South Ice House, we're going to go to Beverly and Rose Hill, who has a comment about uh, a parade. Good morning, Beverly. What do you have for us? Yes. Uh, yeah, my name is Beverly, and we'll be having our uh, Christmas parade in Rose Hill, Mississippi. That's on uh 
Highway 18, and it'll be start tomorrow at 11 o'clock. And we would like to invite everyone to come out and join us and celebrate the season. All right. Sounds good. Beverly, thank you for joining us. We, we appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Next call goes to Peggy in Jackson, uh, who wants to follow up on the Blue Monday talk we had. Good morning, Peggy. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys, um, you, Sharita, Mary Margaret, and Scott and Camille, for mentioning the Blue Monday event that the Blue Society is hosting. We're so excited about it. Yeah. And um, a couple of the notable artists besides the regular Blue Monday band that will be there. Uh, Dorothy Moore is going to come, and I can't promise that she's going to perform, but she said she's coming. And um, Grammy-nominated Vassai Jackson is going to be in attendance, and I can promise he is going to perform. All right. (laughs) Just wanted to say that, that we're honored to be able to host the 10-year birthday party anniversary, and um, We just don't know who all is going to be there to perform, but it should be huge. Wow. Big, big, big. Yeah. So thank you for giving us a shout out. Absolutely. And uh, Peggy, thanks for all the work that you do as well. Thank you for uh, calling in today. We appreciate it. Yeah. That's right. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Peggy Brown is truly like the hardest working woman in blues. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. That's a true statement. All right. Thanks, Peggy. Uh, So now we're going to learn about the Mid-South Ice House, which is a really, really cool place. I'm actually not sure who the guest is. Uh, Sam uh, forgot to put the name in the box, so I'm just going to... Who's the guest? Uh, I think we've got Al. Al. Good morning, Al. Okay, I can't see. Uh, Al, good morning to you. Thank you so much for being on today. And by the way, we have great hot chocolate and great coffee drinks. And the secret to good hot chocolate and coffee is the water. And the water here in Olive Branch is excellent well water, and it makes great drinks. <laughs> so, so uh, Al, tell us how long the uh, Mid-South Ice House has been open. We have just celebrated our fifth year. We had five years this last September, and uh, we've been here five years and are still here and going strong. And it's uh, it's a wonderful experience. Well, now, Al, I've read a bit about the history of the Mid-South Ice House, and I know that, you know, once uh, the ice skating rink in the Mall of Memphis closed, which I have strong memories of, um, sure. there was really a void in the community for for exactly what you guys are providing. And tell our listeners more about what happens at the Mid-South Ice House. Well, uh, we are full year, full year, you know, ice skating, and uh, we do uh, uh, we do hockey and we do curling. And we do figure skating and, of course, public skating, and that's where it all starts. And so what's, what got us started into this business is a, another hockey dad uh, and myself. Um, we, we were skating at the uh, Lander Center there on, on Highway 55, uh, just south of, uh, uh, of Memphis, uh, and that's where the Mississippi River Kings play, and that's why there was ice there. But once the, their season's over, then there's no more ice. And it's very similar to that down in Biloxi uh, at that arena and also uh, in Tupelo. They have uh, arena ice that is just seasonal. So once it's gone, there's no way for anybody to go and learn how to skate. So we, we, we decided that this would be a great idea, and we'd open up a year-round rink and, uh, and teach people to skate. That is awesome to have this this year round uh, uh, opportunity. Uh, so, who do you have coming in there? Do you have a lot of professionals, or do you have folks who come in as beginners and end up being professionals? 
Well, a little of everything. I mean, we have it from, I mean, we have learn to skate programs from three and four all the way through adults. And, uh, and we have adult hockey. Uh, this is home ice for, uh, the Old Miss Rebel hockey team, which is quite, uh, an impressive, uh, hockey club. They play all the SEC schools and, uh, have a lot of games here. And it's very exciting to watch that level of hockey and uh the mississippi river kings use us as a practice facility when they have concerts so you know we've got a lot of activity we're we're kind of experts at the quick change uh we go from a theater on ice to a hockey game in about 15 minutes (laughs) wow now al it sounds like you've got some experience in teaching skating so for those of us i.e me who have very little experience you know what's one of the first things you need to know about ice skating Okay, the three the three rules when you come is number one, you got to get your skates tied properly, and mm-hmm. getting them tight at the top around the ankles is key. And so we spend most of our time retying and tightening skates. Uh, the next the next rule is kind of bend your knees and take it slow. And then the the last and most important rule for most people is don't put your iPhone in your back pocket. Because <laughs> oh. You, if you need to execute a, 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 a sit-down on the ice, uh, you do not want it back there. You want it up front. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to ice skate. It was a, a horrible experience. I only did it once. Um, I did not fall. I did not fall, but my trying to stand was probably even worse than me not falling. I mean, I, I should have just fallen down because the way it looked me trying to stay on my feet. But, uh, yeah, I'd just rather watch ice skating. But this sounds it's, like it's, it's, it's an old time sport mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, it's not indigenous to the south. And so, uh, you know, most of our, you know, adult hockey players are from the north or from Canada, but we uh, we, we we have a lot of homegrown too, and and uh, you know the youth the youth sports are, are huge here. It's a it's a big deal, and you never get rained out. Yeah, <laughs> that's true because it's inside. Well, Al, thank you for joining us today. And if folks want more information, they can go to midsouthicehouse.com. Midsouthicehouse.com. Mary right. Margaret Miller, thank you. Camille thank King, you. thanks thank for being you. on today. Sam uh, Sam Wells was our board operator and producer. Thank you as well. Stay tuned. Southern Remedy for Women is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.